This is a HeadGum Original. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you help me please? I need to seize the cheese. To win the golden mic is what I want. Jake is on a streak, a golden mic each week. He's chopped and cheese, but every time he flaunts. Sometimes Jake gives himself the mic. And even though I try and try, I'm just a chipmunk man with a turdy in my hand. Am I a golden boy or am I shit? I hit all of my knots inside my chipmunk butt because I've had enough turdies in my life. Jake is called the pinch. He is a diva bitch. He wins each week while Tucker's fucking his wife. I know that if I ask for it, Jake will award me a trophy shit. I guess I'll go to hell. You can call me a mishmuelle. Am I a golden boy or am I shit? Sick song. <laughs> yeah. It did bring up a good point that I feel like I always <laughs> give myself the golden mic. Yes. And you never have awarded it to me. It's a little selfish that you've never given it to me, but I always have to give it to me. It's a little selfish of me that you always give yourself a trophy <laughs> and I get a piece of shit, a clump of doo-doo on It'd be pedestal. nice to be recognized by for my work, for my effort, for my you know, for my achievements in podcasting by you instead of just by me every single week. Yeah. It's a little one-sided. And it doesn't feel great. And it doesn't feel great is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We agree. It is a little Mm one-sided and it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great. Yeah, but are you okay? (laughs) No, doesn't feel great. Honestly, it doesn't feel great. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, um, that was uh, to the tune of what is it? Basket Case? Yeah, Green Day, Basket Case, great song. Uh, inspired by Amir's quest to win the Golden Mike. I'd lo- that was actually only half of it. Really? So yeah, we'll play the other half at, yeah. at the we'll at play the, the full end. song. Yeah. Uh, if you guys can plug my podcast, The Howling Salt Mine. It's a Magic the Gathering podcast where we read stories from our listeners and from Reddit about players getting salty, and we offer advice on how to handle their salty situations. Cool. We have special guests, a salty card of the week, and a killer theme song. Find us on Spotify. Okay. Thank you for playing my magnum opus, and shout out to my friend Maddie, who's listening right now, and probably just as stoked as I am to hear this song. <laughs> shout out to Maddie. Damn. Damn. Have you ever played Magic the Gathering? Uh, yes, kind of. I pl- we went to, when Natapod had our first show in Seattle, we went to the Wizards of the Coast like office. Um, and they like own Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Magic the Gathering, which before I played D&D, I thought they were the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we like played a bunch of games of Magic, but I didn't really understand it. And I ended up just kind of like holding the cards and playing an open hand with the other guys and Murph telling me which cards to play. Yeah, It seems like I could get into it, but also I, I don't think the... Uh, the cards don't appeal to me. Interesting. I like the freedom of, uh, you know, theater of the mind in D&D. Did you ever play poker and stuff like in high school and college? Did you ever get into that? Not a, No, never got into it. I've played before. It doesn't do anything for me. Interesting. Yeah. Did you ever um, play Monopoly growing up? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is... There's cards involved in that. The right. little properties that you can buy. Yeah. And... Are you trying to like do some kind of gotcha journalism? Like, I'm just I just trying to figure. I didn't out. say I liked Monopoly. <laughs> I just said I played it. You're you saying you said you loved it growing up. No, I'm just wondering why. You said, that did is. you ever play growing up? And I said, yeah. 
I bet you were the banker, weren't you? Uh, not always, no. <laughs> Sometimes I bet. <laughs> yeah, you said. So here's what okay. where I am with you, just psychoanalyzing this shit. Right. Don't think you're anywhere, but go ahead. For whatever reason, you don't like magic. You don't quite get the rules of poker or something. Like nobody ever explained it to you. You're you not good at like... this. <laughs> you keep on guessing wrong. I correct you. Then you kind of backtrack and make it seem like that was your guess the first time, right? You are a, you're a Scorpio or an Aries or no, something? No, Leo. A Leo? Yeah. Which is Don't like... nod and say a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said it. I was going to say Because you guessed something. twice wrong. Yeah. Scorpio and Aries. Fire yeah. signs? <laughs> I'm a cancer. Yes, you are. All right, wait, what is your sign? A Sagittarius. No. Capricorn. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I would get along with a Capricorn. One day. One day. You just didn't know it would be like this. Mm -hmm. uh, we're back together in LA, though, versus New York. It feels good. I like recording together in the studio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. None of this Zoom shit anymore. I'm done with Zoom. Mm -hmm. 2023 is the year I go Zoomless. I actually have Zoom fatigue. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So for I've been real. using Google Hangouts, Skype, FaceTime, um, yeah, old Microsoft school. Office Exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. I have very specific Cisco Zoom. WebEx <laughs> fatigue. Blue jeans. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel bad for those other. Uh, Skype was there the whole time. I don't know why we just gave up on it right when the pandemic started. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't make it easy enough. That was the thing. I feel like half of using Skype was always like, are you on Skype? I'm trying to call you. Yeah. And the biggest thing about Skype was the uh, the ringtone. They had like a proprietary boop, boop, ringtone. Boop. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom, boom, it's the sound boom, of being in a long boom, distance relationship boom. for me. Yeah. It was you and Jill, right? Uh, I was in a couple different long distance relationships. Um, that was why I always said they didn't work, but me and Jill's worked. Yeah. And you and when you were playing Monopoly, was it ever like that? Did it ever feel like a long distance relationship? Like, why do you think you craved that sort of what are you space? Why are you trying to tie it back you? to Monopoly? Because I did say it was not a big part of my life. Mm. Don't try to like weave the story together. You yeah. don't know shit. I just find you as someone that's like constantly like, don't study me. Don't study me. Yeah. Stop trying to psychoanalyze me. I guess I'm trying to try to make it either one get to a point where I'm kind of a fortune teller of sorts. A, yeah, yeah, right. like a tarot reader or something. We should get you tarot cards. Yeah, that'd be. I would. I'd love for you to do my tarot reading. I think yeah. Allie has a book. Really? Yeah, because a lot of tarot reading is just like you do. You learn how to do the cards, right? And then. Uh, you just flip to a page in a book yeah, and you say what the cards say. And yeah. like being a, a good tarot reader is just knowing what's in the book and kind of doing your own interpret, you know, putting your own spin on it. Yes, exactly. But a dummy could do it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. If I'm a dummy and I could do it, I can be like, mm -hmm. I can't do anything good, but I can always be like a funny this. Right. So it's so like, you be a funny I'm not tarot a good card tarot card reader, but I'm a funny tarot card right. reader. Yeah. I'm not a good teacher, but I'm a funny teacher. That's a good pivot for you. I feel like I see a lot of rich tarot card readers. Like they're just like loaded. filthy rich tarot card readers. Really? You know? Yeah. Like guys with stars? yachts. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing tarot. <laughs> they're doing tarot. Whoa, where'd you get there's a famous TikTok guy where it's like when you drive up to him in a Porsche, oh, yeah. like what where'd you, you get your car? What do you do for a living? Right. It's like this is a Lamborghini fucking Countach nineteen eighty eight. Right. What do you do for a living? It's a five hundred thousand dollar car. What do you do for a living? Tarot. <laughs> I read tarot cards. <laughs> <laughs> Driving into a pole. <laughs> How dope is that? Popping <laughs> <laughs> oh! a curb. <laughs> I eat tarot chips <laughs> for a living. <laughs> My dad was hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know how to <laughs> <laughs> drive stick. Oh. Release the clutch. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. me. <laughs> These Press Italian the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, mm -hmm. we got some real questions to get through. Uh, people are complaining we don't get to enough questions. I say, sure they're right, fuck us, here right. we go. Okay, let's do it. My best friend has no filter and tells me way too much. Is the subject of this I see. question. Great. Uh, it's a 30-year-old French-Canadian girl from Montreal, so we'll call her... Um, De, De, Daisy 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 Duck Nice Daisy Duck uh, I get to the point I'll get to the point I'm a 30 year, year old French Canadian girl From Montreal My best friend of more than My 50 mom was a French Canadian queen Right That's a Jake and Amir <laughs> Yeah And my dad was an army, army rat. rat Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dishonorably discharged 
for uh, going AWOL on uh, a bunch of different troops in Vietnam, <laughs> or maybe just one. He was a Benedict Cumberbatch slash Arnold. This lady says, my best friend of more than 15 years has no filter, but to the point that it's problematic. I know everything about her and her boyfriend's sex life or lack thereof. Uh-oh. Relationship problems, how he lost $8,000 on bitcoins without telling her, and how she would like to have an open relationship because she finds the sex boring, but he doesn't want to, and so much more. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that I know all this stuff. How can I tell her to be more careful with what she shares and that some things should be kept private to preserve intimacy? I don't want her to feel bad or to feel like she can't talk to me anymore. P.S. I found out about your podcast when I came to your Montreal show. Since then, I've been listening to uh, one episode a day from the newest, newest to the oldest. Wow. I feel like I'm going back in time. That's interesting. That's right. Uh, do you have any friends that overshare, tell you too much about their sex life, or are they sort of private in that regard? I don't know. I Part of me almost thinks that's like what friends are. Mm. Like... You tell them about private things. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the point. Um, I, yeah, I can't really, I understand everybody is different. Like maybe this person's like, I wouldn't say all this stuff about my partner because I wouldn't want my friends to think about them in this light. Yeah. But maybe your friend is like, I don't care what you think about my partner because you're my friend and I need this kind of intimacy with you. Right. You know? Can you not tell me about everything? Like, can you say that to a friend? (laughs) That's interesting, but don't tell me how much money he lost on Bitcoins. Yeah. It'll make me feel weird around him. It's like, well, you don't really have to hang out with him, and I don't care how you feel about him. You're my friend. (laughs) That's what I would... That's that's how I think about it. Which is what? If I have friends that tell me things about their partners that make me feel a certain way about their partners, but that's what being a good friend is, you know? I don't need to be like... Have you ever said to somebody that's TMI? No. I love... I mean, I I also I'm a very open person, and I like getting deep. I You're like kind of a gossipy little rat queen. No, right? no, I'm not you like hearing. I'm a lockbox actually. Like, I never actually. I, I me about your like. I learn a lot of secrets. Yeah. I learn a lot of secrets, and I don't talk about them at all with anybody. I'll tell you a couple right now that you've never heard before. <laughs> That's sure. how you fucking know. <laughs> well, we're on a podcast. Well, we'll yeah, I'll tell you as soon as this is over. Right. What's an example of just like just to, to whet my appetite? Okay, um, Dave Rosenberg shits his pants every single day. Okay. So that was on full, purpose yeah, to wake was, up. That was the full secret, right? That was the entire one. Yeah, I meant like oh, give like me a, like a little taste, like, so like little... something to whet our appetite. Okay, uh, that, Jeff, like a Jeff Rosenberg, my other best friend, eats yeah. his own hair. Don't like, say he eats. His I own to hair. get just his, say like he I'm does saying... something kind of crazy. Oh, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> Jeff does something that he thinks is normal, but other people might think is like a little gross to eat your own hair. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right. saying it. You're yeah, because. Now I'm kind of worried about all the stuff I told you because it mm-hmm. seems like you're very, very open and you forthright with the secrets. Your secret family? Yeah. Well, don't. Yeah, that's what. But that's another thing where I'm like, yeah. I you have a you wife that. and two kids in Kansas City. <laughs> Go Chiefs! <laughs> yes, I'm the third Kelsey brother. Actually, that's good. Yeah, you kind of look like you could be the third Kelsey brother. Yeah, the so one that's the Travis. their sports agent. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there is a third one. There's always a third one that's like not that good at whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like the third the other Manning, Manning brother. Isn't oh the, yeah, the Cooper Manning? Yeah. The mm-hmm. oldest one. Right. Uh yeah, what is it? Travis and who's the who's the Eagles Kelsey? Um Eric? Something Kelsey. Yeah. Travis and Troy. It should be. <laughs> Kelsey Brothers. Let's see if there's a third Kelsey. I think brother. they have a podcast, the Kelsey Brothers. They do. Yeah. It's pretty good. Jason Kelsey. Mm. God, can you imagine that podcast episode? We're both in the Super Bowl. That would never happen to us because you're not that good at football. Right, neither are you, but I'm sure. <laughs> I, can, I could find my way onto a 53-man roster, but it would never be both of us. Yeah. You think you could find your way onto a 53-man roster that's going to make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, if I'm you're like 40. a backup. Yeah, but if I'm a backup, like strong safety or something. Right. I'd be, yeah. Or a lockdown corner. I guess you you at least know the positions, and I don't. Right. <laughs> so you're closer than me. Yeah. Or I could be a uh, long snapper. I think I'm a better sure. athlete than you, though. Really? Yeah. I guess how do you define athleticism? Strength, endurance, mm. power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what, how would you define it? Someone who can, like, figure out... Um, 
like how th- shit works. Like if somebody explained to me the rules of a game, I wouldn't like be like, oh, wait, what'd you say? Right. <laughs> That's athletic. <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, okay, I got it. I'm on the same page. Wow, you just broke your finger snapping. (laughs) (laughs) I cracked my knuckle in 12 places. Uh, All right. I I should actually say that this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast. Did you not say that? Yeah. Wow, that's a charity, bud. That's a charity, bud. Why? You introduced the show. (laughs) I'm introducing it now. I remember. Late. (laughs) Almost as as the first act ends. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't remember that I didn't say it at all. (laughs) It's kind of your job. It's kind of your job. <laughs> and so if I have the turdy, does that mean you have the golden maker? Or is that... well, let's say it's still up for grabs. I really like, I would like you to give it to me. Because <laughs> I feel like it's very lopsided, very one-sided, very everything on me all the time. So... Everything anywhere all at once the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't feel comfortable giving you a trophy or reward for your behavior. Because it feels like it's kind of nasty. (laughs) Let's see if I can earn it in the next act. Okay. Let's take a break. Thank some sponsors. Come back and answer more questions after these messages. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, Did I sneeze? No, I was blessing (laughs) them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gaia (laughs) Zuntite. So you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag-and-drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional-looking portfolio or online store. Yes, exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh, my God. That's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes, if you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and saying hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is ByRodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. Yeah. A hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy some Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. I might buy by Rodney. I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can find out at highrodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's squarespace.com slash segments, and use that coupon code, that promo code segments, Mm -hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com yep. slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? I don't think I do. Do you? I haven't done this yet, Mm -hmm. but it feels like something we would have endorsed because I keep seeing people doing it. Interesting. Which is the morning cold plunge. Wow. Yeah. Pyle was telling me that he does it. Yep. Goes out into his jacuzzi, takes a freezing cold ice bath, 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah. And since then, I've been hearing more and more about people doing it to start their day. I've yeah I I actually like, have not like actually like read anything about the benefits but I just I feel them when I do the cold yeah. plunge um so I don't know like what the science is that's backing it but it seems legit yeah I feel really great whenever I do a cold plunge 
um, I took a cold shower. I've been like usually at the end of my showers, just taking a freezing cold shower for the last 30 seconds. Just like just yeah. something to burn slash wake you up. Yeah. It's not enough. It's, I would much rather have the cold plunge. Um, oh, I did one uh, on, geez, what day was it? Thursday, Friday. Uh, I went surfing with Micah. And w- when it was over, we took off our wetsuits and ran into the ocean. As like one last cold dip. Yeah. And that was, so that was February 9th. Yeah, Paul's been doing this through the winter. That's yeah. like a morning part He's of his chiseling morning ice off of his yeah. hot tub, or <laughs> I guess it's a cold tub now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm also considering buying a cold plunge for my backyard. Is it just a tub that you can fill it with water? There are different. There are different ones. There's one that's just a tub that you. Uh, fill with water and that you can like basically dump ice in there's other th- others that like come with the you know the freezing device thing that keeps them cooler yeah you have a great yard for it you should totally do it but you I, should have a hot tub and a cold plunge oh yeah so you just go back and forth between yeah. the two and there's also the like that's the sauna and the cold plunge that would that would set me up real nice a lot of a lot of buzz about the infrared sauna too yeah infrared's not for me because i like the steam coming off the rocks I don't want the infrared is a little too dry. Yeah, that's dry. a steam room and a no, no. There's well, there's a steam room that like just is constantly blowing hot steam and it's yeah. kind of like super foggy. Is that the one with the rocks that you pour water on? No, that the steam room almost looks like a shower and there's just like constant steam coming out. Wetness. Yeah, wetness. Yeah. Uh, then there's the sauna where the rocks get hot. You pour water on. It's, it's like wooden. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't like fill with steam necessarily. It's a drier heat. Drier heat. And then but infrared still a little, is like a little toaster wetness. oven. Yeah. It's like red light. Yeah, exactly. Why Too dry. That, why is that a new hotness? I think it. I think they're less expensive. They're maybe easier to maintain. Right. It's like just like this an electric. Yeah. It's, it's just a little toaster. Like a little toaster yeah. Um, but you should. I'll send you. I'll send you guys that built my sauna. You should do sauna cold punch <laughs> in your backyard. No so reason not to. A constant state of hot to cold. Yeah. What is it that appeals to you about it? Because you're not somebody that likes being uncomfortable. No, I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to have this as part of my routine. I don't like being cold. I'm like mm-hmm. cold blooded. Whenever it's like a little bit too cold in the room, I feel physically uncomfortable. Yeah. But the idea of just like getting a shot of something natural to wake yourself Endorphin up in the dumps. Morning, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I, I haven't. Um, I haven't loved it to the point of actually trying it yet. All right. Well. I think I'm gonna get one in my yard, cold so you plunge. can at least try it when you're when you're in New York. Yeah, but then do you then just get into a hot shower after, um, or does that defeat the purpose? I think I I don't know. I think I guess I I would have to look it up. But also, like when I've done it before, I do not just get into a hot shower afterwards. Right, you you go you stay cold. Yeah, you warm up basic when you dry off and you put your clothes on or something. Mm-hmm. I would almost do it after. Um, I think I'd do it after the sauna, jump in the cold plunge, <laughs> dry off. You make some coffee. You still shower, but it's not like you don't shower to get warm immediately. What if instead of a hot sauna, cold plunge, mm-hmm. it's just the room that's like 72, and then you go into another room that's yeah. like 68? <laughs> I feel like that would be comfortable, but but it doesn't have any health benefits. Interesting. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't also have any health uh, negative right associations either. Yeah, so you'd have to weigh how good the health benefits <laughs> are of the cold plunge versus yeah. how comfortable it is to just sit there with your VR goggles and your flashlight, and it's sixty nine degrees all the time because <laughs> you're watching someone sixty nine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's a question called Friends Bail on Joint Airbnb. <laughs> Great. I want to start off by saying I do think I am overreacting, but I'm also very cautious with money, so I don't think I'm too crazy for being upset about this situation. We'll call this guy, uh, I don't know, Neurotic Nick. Nice. So a, fr- a group of friends, about seven of us from my master's degree, decided to meet in Rotterdam for a weekend to hang out and party. Didn't we almost go to Rotterdam? like next to Amsterdam but not Amsterdam yeah yeah north of Amsterdam we graduated four years ago and we all live in the Netherlands Belgium France region so coming to Rotterdam isn't too hard for us about two weeks ago we all agreed we'd chip in on a large Airbnb and split the cost five ways sounds like a plan however two weeks two days ago it came to light that two of our friends couldn't make it and the other three would just sleep in the apartment of a friend who lives in Rotterdam 
and there wasn't enough room for me and my girlfriend to also stay with them. Even when I suggested we could bring our own mattress and everything, they insisted there wasn't an, enough room. <laughs> so that meant my girlfriend and I are stuck having to get our, our own Airbnb, which is probably 300 to 400 euros, while our other friends get to stay for free. So that's when I decided that out of principle, we wouldn't go. Mm. Is this an overreaction? I kind of expected them to offer to pay part of our Airbnb. But on the other hand, it would only be me and my girlfriend using it. So I understand why they wouldn't. But still, it's kind of annoying and it just rubbed me the wrong way. Was I wrong to react this way? I just noticed myself that in my frugality, I might be off-putting sometimes. But in my heart, I, uh, I feel I was a little right, even if I imagine... I would have uh, gone and felt resentful. Yeah. Anyway, thanks. Would love to hear your thoughts. The thing I think you're right, but also it this it now you're not having you've punished yourself. Yeah. You're you stood up for your morals and your principles, and you made yourself sad. You <laughs> you denied yourself a vacation and time with your friends. <laughs> that said, I think your friends were kind of rude about this. But yeah, they were just like. Ooh, we all found another place for free. Uh, there's no room for you or your girlfriend. So yeah. do you want to still come and get your own Airbnb? Right. That's kind of messed up. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd probably, I, I don't know. I feel like it, given this, I might do the same thing. Or I might just be like, great, I'm going to go and like get a nice Airbnb with my girlfriend and make the trip more about us hanging out. That's weird too. You're there with your girlfriend, yeah. and your friends are also there. And you're still kind, and you're spending a lot of money, and you're mad. At yeah. least, I guess you're going to be mad either way. So at least what you've done is save yourself money, and you're mad, yeah. rather than go spend money and stay mad. Yeah. So the the lesser of two evils, which is letting them know but not go. Yeah. So you're you're basically being like, you guys fucked me. I'm gonna I'm not going to go. Yeah. And, Based on their reaction, you'll know that their true intentions were nefarious or not. <laughs> right. Like, are they like, no, what? You should definitely still come with us. Or are they like, awesome, great, yeah. Right. We're going to actually oh, stay in that Airbnb then. Yeah. Because now like, there's oh, room okay, for all of us. Okay, if that's how you feel. They, yeah, maybe they just don't like you. <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is fair. It's a fresh restart because yeah. then you get to make new friends. Right. In Rotterdam. <laughs> the best kind to have. Imagine going to Rotterdam and fucking making a new friend for life. There's Ugh. no value. There, you can't put a price tag on that shit. Yeah. It's rude. It's tacky. It's weird. It's off-putting. It's, off. it's blue. It's it uncouth. Right. Yeah. Who would you say is your newest friend? My newest friend. You're texting somebody, and you met him, I don't know, five years ago. Um, I guess I, there's, a, there's a dude that I met like maybe over the summer that I'm texting sometimes. We don't have you really find out. it hard to make connections, right? That's why you like Monopoly. That's why you like long distance. <laughs> what are you talking about? For you, it's very transactional. The, okay, that was kind of intelligent, but <laughs> transactional related to Monopoly. But you said you like making connections. That's why I like Monopoly. It doesn't, ring tr it rings false yeah. to me yeah. you're you're connecting dots where there are none yeah. to connect would you say you've ever gone drop direct the monopoly drop it it's yeah. not even necessary right. yeah it wasn't even a big part of your up small yeah. yes but the idea of collecting little things from illinois baltic marvin gardens or whatever <laughs> it feels like monopoly is the focus yeah. rather than like a way in I, yeah to like a it deeper more thing. Like, yeah right. it should be about the like the transactional nature of relationships for sure mm. not like i wonder why you like collecting monopoly pieces right like That's what is it about an exploration I, of me it's yeah. completely why do you have a tiny little metal top hat i wonder <laughs> why do you walk around inside of a thimble <laughs> curiously <laughs> you're obsessed with free parts <laughs> do you think you can remember all the properties on monopoly no no but there's a chance <laughs> nice chance there's <laughs> a community is. chest <laughs> there's a community chest <laughs> after all that's actually a, an accidental good tweet that i stumbled on do you think there's a about i can i can name every monopoly property mm -hmm. just give me a chance <laughs> 
I can name every Monopoly property except for one. So give me a chance or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah, it's it's the chance. The, the thing is that chance isn't a property. <laughs> yeah, right. I, can I can name, name every, every square card. I can name yeah. every uh, what's it called box box on Monopoly. Yeah. I can I can lay I can name the full Monopoly, Monopoly board except for one, if given the chance. <laughs> Just give me a chance, or should I go to jail? <laughs> Mediterranean is the first one. Mediterranean, yeah. Wow, yeah, I would not have remembered. Then Baltic, okay. And there's only two. That's purple. That's purple. Um. And then, then we're going on to the blue, light blue. blue. Yeah, Baltimore. Uh, or is that Baltimore? I think it's Oriental, which is really expensive. Oriental, yeah. Connecticut. Connecticut is the expensive one. Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, Vermont, something. Vermont. No, I thought Vermont is dark blue. I think Connecticut is a light blue one. Yeah, Connecticut is light blue. Okay, and Oriental definitely is. Right. Oriental Ave. What else is there? <laughs> I remember Oriental, and then what was after <laughs> yeah, dude, that? Relax. <laughs> you named it already. <laughs> What's the name of property? Um, yeah, you already said Vermont. Yeah. You already said Illinois. Illinois is red. Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky. Those are the reds. Uh-huh. But what's after the? I would yeah, light blue, orange. Yeah, there's orange. Saint James Place. <laughs> wow. Sure. What? Now that's getting all mixed up. Yeah. Orange, I mean, and then what's the one after that? Before? Boardwalk and Park. Oh, yeah. That's and the easy. greens right before those blues. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Pennsylvania. I'd... Oh, Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. Um, and lastly, of course, the yellow. The, I literally have not been able to name anything besides <laughs> yeah. Connecticut and Oriental. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely remember there was Oriental. And... It feels like you like Monopoly more than I did. I love Monopoly. And let but me I guess, also... you were the banker. And let me guess, you cheated to win, didn't you? Were you a hotel magnet? Yes. Yes, I think you were. Oh, you did the railroads, you little fuck. Did oh, you love the... the four railroads? Four railroads? Four railroads? No, I couldn't. Um, B&O? Classic. I don't know any of them. Pennsylvania? You already said Pennsylvania as a property. Yeah, that makes me think it's not a railroad. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, railroads were weird. Yeah, but having them was good. Yeah. But really what you needed was was the property. You needed that hotel. If you had the hotel on Park Place, you're in the game. You've won the game. <laughs> you are bleeding people dry every time they land on your square. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, you guess? You guess. Ventnor! Huh? Ventnor? Ventnor is a purple one, right? A yellow. Yellow. I'm looking at them now. Um, Oriental was correct. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then Vermont, Connecticut. Oh, we totally forgot there was a purple one, not an orange. The next one is purple. Okay. Let's see. Last three. Let's just tell me if these sound at any, like, ring a bell at all. Okay. St. Charles Place. It rings a bell. States Avenue. No. Virginia Avenue. Small bell. Yeah. I think what you did growing up was sort of view people as almost like this transactional. You said this already. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That you would always have free parking. That you would always have that get out of jail free card. Yeah. Yeah. And the waterworks that you landed on. Mm -hmm. The public works. Yeah. That's when things got a little bit too I was actually more into the game of life. And I think that says more about me. It actually says a lot that you were super into Monopoly, which is just going around a square, consistent, mundane, all about cash flow, build a property, build a hotel. And I was more into this meandering game of life where you could pick up tiles and win cash for life events, getting married, finding your job, having children. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that I went to, to a, a shrink, shrink to analyze <laughs> my drinks. drinks. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take another break. Thanks, some sponsors. Answer more questions after these messages. Yeah. 
Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our show. Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels mm. your unwanted subscriptions. Yo, that's cool. Then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills. Wow, very nice. I mean, this is just an instant way to save cash. Yeah, and it's good to save cash because it's good to have cash because that way you can spend the cash on different that you things. haven't saved. Whether yeah. you want to spend it on a trip or a right. salad. Right. Like different ways. Those to are the two things you can buy right now. Yes, easily. You have to choose. Uh, in fact, Rocket Money has over over 5 million users and help them save an average of $720 a year. That's a lot of cash saved. That's half a billion dollars in canceled subscriptions. Man, if I had that much cash, I would absolutely rent like a three-bedroom studio. You'd have hundreds or, of millions of dollars left yeah. over. Well, then I might even do... well three, Buy a, a mansion. I would do a Buy three, a yacht. I would do a three-bedroom <laughs> with a one-car garage, but it is, it's attached. It's so you ADU. can actually go right in from... From the garage and into the house, you have to go income, sort of renting that space out. Right. So you yeah, if I had how much? You said, how many billion? Five hundred million dollars. Mil so if I had five hundred million dollars, I could have yeah a, a a a three bedroom with an ADU studio that I could Airbnb. You could for have like a thousand of them. Hundred dollars in yes, yeah. you could do whatever and you I'm want. Printing cash <laughs> at that point. You already have the cash. You have the half a bill. What would I do with a hundred dollars a night in an Airbnb? You have so much more than that. Wow. Interest alone, you can have fifty million dollars a year. Maybe I do a two car garage. It doesn't matter. Because then you I would buy have, whatever. Then I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have the second car, but you'd have, if a friend came over and it was raining, they could park in the garage and go right in through the house because, like I said, it's You attached. could change the climate with that much money. It would never rain on your parade because <laughs> you'd be rich. Wow. And if you want to be rich, you can go to rocketmoney.com slash segments. That's rocketmoney.com slash segments. That way they know we brought you. Right on. Thanks, Rocket Money. Thanks. This episode of our show is brought to you by yet another podcast called See the Thing Is. Oh, yeah, folks, are you a millennial? And do you miss what life was like in those 2000s, those aughts? I think I am. I think I'm the oldest millennial. It's like 83 yes. to 90 or something. You are a grandfather millennial. That's correct. I've grandfathered mm -hmm. in, in between Gen X and millennial. Um, exactly. And that's why you're going to love See The Thing Is. It's a podcast hosted by Grammy Award winning R&B artist Bridget Kelly and media personality and podcast trailblazer Mandy B. That's right. Real opinions, genuine connections, and they have awesome guests like Ari Lennox, Big Frida, Remy Ma, Van Lathan, and much, much more. Always more. There's always more, folks. And if that's not enough, you'll leave with some new music recommendations or a curated playlist that you didn't even know you needed. So absolutely beautiful. Yeah. If you're looking to add another pod to the rotation, follow and or subscribe to See The Thing Is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Yes, their new audio episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday, and visuals are available on YouTube on Wednesday and Saturday. You're going to love those. Sweet. Enjoy. Thank you, See The Thing Is. Have fun. And we're back. Yeah. Um, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. I totally forgot to say happy Valentine's to you. That's right. Do you ever say happy Valentine's to the ladies like in your family, or is it that kind of weird? Um... Like happy Valentine's Day, mom. It was like my my grandma was really into Valentine's Day. She would like make us little Valentines. So it's kind of like a family, like we say happy Valentine's Day on the family thread. Yeah. It's like a little family holiday. It's all. sweet. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't like get my sister a Valentine. <laughs> just one. <of laughs> just one. <laughs> Pushing the other three aside. <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen Rachel? <laughs> uh, I made no. her a card. <laughs> Gross, man. <laughs> Why? It just means that you love her. Yeah. But like more than the others, which isn't right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Situation turned out to be cheating the whole time. Huh? That's the subject of this next question. Okay. Third-year college student who went to birthright on a trip, so we'll call him Noah. Classic Jewish birthright name. Yeah. I met a girl who I really hit it off with. We spent a lot of time together, kept in touch over text until classes resumed, Went on a bunch of dates and generally grew very close. Uh oh We had conversations about how we wanted to take things slow. But we were at least exclusive with each other. Hell, we even made plans for Valentine's Day nice. and beyond. Things were going well, and she made uh, every indication and expressed explicitly that she was very interested in pursuing something romantic. So cut to last night. I hosted a party at my place with a bunch of people, but eventually... I leave with her to check out another party that some mutual friends were throwing. And while we were there, she left with a girl she knew and another guy, supposedly to sleep over at the girl's place, despite her saying the day before that she'd crash at mine. 
Right before she left, I pulled her aside and I asked her about it, and she assured me everything was fine, that she wanted to keep seeing where things go with me, but she didn't feel comfortable sleeping over. I later found out through my own sleuthing that she <laughs> slept over at his place last night. Ooh. In retrospect, there were red flags, like her saying that she wasn't going to go to the same event as another friend tells me that she actually did, and so on and so forth, and she didn't know the guy that she left with, but it turns out she did, and so I know that she definitely had been lying to me for a while. Yeah. As far as I know, she doesn't even know that I found out about her whole situation, but I haven't contacted her at all since then, so she probably knows something is up. Should I just try to forget about it all, or do I try to confront her? I don't think you get anything out of confront- If I were to confront her, <laughs> right. should I go, how should I go about it? Slash, what should I say? The thing is, it's unlikely I'll see her again. Right. Randomly, as okay. we share, we don't share friend groups and it's a big campus, but I feel like I'd be letting her off easy if I just let it, let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. You don't want to be in the situation where you confront somebody that you're not actually like you know together with and be like i spied on you and i found out you actually hooked up with someone else like, <laughs> and to think i was just gonna let you off scot-free yeah i thought you wanted to see where this was going well it's here and i'm a little crazy <laughs> yeah i don't think you want to be in that situation uh it does sound like she did you a little dirty but the best thing you can do is move on and find somebody better would you say living well is the best revenge yeah, but I also don't think that she will care about that either. So basically, you'll never get what you want from her, which is, I guess, her to feel bad, <laughs> apologize for lying to you, yeah. say that you are the person she wants to be with. And that is a funny thing in relationships where, like, this person screwed me over. Like, yeah. what should I do? It's like, there's nothing you can really do. Like, right. they'll always have the quote unquote upper hand. Yeah. Cause... Like, you can make them feel bad right. and they either will or they won't. Yeah. But that's and... not good for you. Either way, it's right. bad. And what does getting the upper hand actually feel like? I yeah. felt bad. And then I have the upper hand because then I made her feel bad. Yeah. And then so you walk go, away go, happy. Good me. <laughs> She's sad. I was mean. <laughs> So jokes on you for being mean to me because yeah. now you're sad about you it. You confronting her about this makes her even more right to leave with the other guy, I think. Yeah. So it's all sort you of can a do social checkmate position. Right. But if you're very cool about it, if you're just like, whatever, um, I'm not into that kind of behavior. That's not for me. Yeah. I don't like the lying. I'm gonna go uh try to be in a healthier relationship, then that makes you the bigger person. That's and that's cool. actually the upper hand. Yeah. Do you think um, anyone ever acts like that? Like someone who I've sort of had a crush on is now like interested in somebody else and is kind of nefarious and lying to me. So I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. I'll just find somebody else and get into a more yeah. healthy relationship. Right. Do you think, do I think anyone's ever like that? Yeah. Yeah. Or are they yeah. all just like, I, what is fuck is happening? Why is she deceitful? Why is she lying to me? I need to get to the bottom of it. I think that's a normal reaction, and sometimes you you go you, you kind of like spiral, but don't actually do anything about it. Like this person might have written this email in kind of a huff, and has now thought better. It's like it's not worth my time. It's yeah. like I'm pissed, and you can feel all those things, but then in the end, it's not worth your time. You're not getting anything out of the upper hand here. It probably doesn't help that it happened during Valentine's Day week slash end. Yeah, yeah. Not great. But sometimes these things on Birthright, they feel a little more meaningful than they actually are. Oh, my God. You just birthright need a little time and like space. The most, uh, it's like going through hazing or like yeah. hell week with someone. You're right. like up at 4 a.m. watching these beautiful things. It's a things. heightened time. Yeah. yeah. And you're like. Everything is intense. Right. All very intense. You're on a bus a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything feels very, very intimate, very meaningful. Everything's um, hotter on a bus because mm-hmm. it's sort of massaging your prostate and your clitoris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're right. You're right. For example, don't go on anymore. You said the bus <laughs> driving was massaging your prostate and clitoris. What more needs to be said? <laughs> I'm what do saying you think? We can have a normal conversation at a cafe. Yeah. Or in Barcelona. But and I'm not getting any stimuli anything. on my anus. <laughs> exactly. Am I? Now let's put that same conversation, but I'm on a, what is it called? Sibian machine? <laughs> <laughs> what is it called then saying the exact name for it? <laughs> for example, this fucking saddle seat yeah, that I have. With that a has a little vibrating, vibrating dildo. Dildo, thing. yeah. yeah. 
and everything, every conversation I'm having, happening, having, sorry, I'm fucking hot father <laughs> just thinking about it, is so intense and hot because mm-hmm. yeah. it's literally milking you. Right. <laughs> and then you're going to leave with another guy at the party. Why? Because we were milks together. <laughs> I can't believe that. Actually, in Israel, they have these chocolate milks in uh, plastic bags. Really? Yeah, it's like uh, it's almost like a yoo-hoo, but instead of a glass bottle, it just comes in a plastic bag. I don't know if there's anything there. Yeah, I don't know. And to be climaxing on a coach bus while you're drinking a milk <laughs> and releasing your milk. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're just back at a fucking party. There's it's like no a whole. Way. There's some kind of like circuitous motion here where you drink the chocolate milk, you ejaculate into your partner's mouth, yeah, and then have a French kiss, <laughs> almost, almost two girls a, one cup style. Essentially this closed is... loop milking station, and it is sort of the land of milk and honey, or so they say, mm-hmm. because like that was biblically yeah. what <laughs> all on the way to Yad Vashem. <laughs> Oh my God! What is wrong with you, dude? I'm just saying it was a my time in Israel was really really yeah. special. I mean, we went to Jerusalem together. We get it. We did. Um, so ultimately, sorry it didn't work out with this person. Mm-hmm. They're probably not as interested in you as they were yeah. once. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the bus thing. Maybe it's the Israel thing. Maybe it's the the birthright thing. That's right. But now that you're back in a normal college setting, everything has calmed down a little bit. Yeah. And you can move on. It doesn't sound like this is the person you want to be with. Or should be with. Yeah. Or it is maybe. Mm -hmm. And then you have to fight for her. (laughs) You really probably have to punch this guy for Yael's heart. Is it safe to assume this girl's name is Yael? Yael, yeah. There's no other option. Me and Yael are making Aliyah. (laughs) And you're standing in the way. And actually, me and Aliyah are making Yael. (laughs) Making Yael mad. You should get one of those noisemakers every time he walks into the room. A grogger. Yeah, the grogger. As if it's Haman. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) A Megillah-based revenge somehow. That I mean, Purim is coming up. That's not a terrible idea. It might be, but yeah, you could do it. Yeah. You could sort of be a Mordecai in that regard. <laughs> sort of a wise man. This is the most Jewish episode we've ever done. <laughs> At the buzzer, baby. Episode 580 is our most Jewish yet. Wow. But it's not, I mean, this guy's on birthright. We're only adjusting to the situation that right, he presented us with. That's true. Uh, okay. That's it. Try to answer as many questions as humanly possible. I think that was three. That might be a record. It's a new record for us, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing two recently, so three. We're obviously listening to the feedback. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. Thank, Thank you guys you. for submitting your own Thank theme you. songs. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. I'm not a crook. Yeah. <laughs> we should yeah. say, as always, these are on YouTube. You know, you can continue watching yeah. this visually. I just did a visual gag, so you really should be tuning in. Yeah, Jake basically uh, threw up two sort of peace, peace signs, signs and Richard Dixon style. Yeah, and then I said, I was like, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm not a crook. <laughs> That's a golden mic. <laughs> That's a golden mic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm vibrating the couch. That's why. I j- like j- a Sibian. <laughs> and you can watch that. Watch that on our YouTube. Right. Uh, or you can watch more of us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash JA. That's correct. Ja. But if, but if you're just listening like an old school also podcast listener. That. Yeah. Also good. That's how I consume podcasts too. Mm-hmm. You know. We're part of a millennial generation. We listen to podcasts. Right. Um, but yeah, you can send your questions or theme songs to if I were you show at gmail.com. Indeed. Let's hear the end of this basket case parody. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for that. Uh, that is, trophy case, he called it. Uh, this guy's nice. name one last time was... Easy to remember. No I don't know problem. if we ever said it, actually. We, we promoted the podcast, and we thanked his boy. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels like we... At least did we did some justice. It was Sam. Sam. Sam Bartlett. Yeah. Okay. All Sam's right. actually my middle name. Nice. Shmuel, actually, yeah. is your middle name. Samuel. Mm-hmm. Shmuel. Yeah. yeah. So me and Sam have that in common. Okay. Uh, yeah, his podcast one last time is The Howling Salt Mine. So if you're a Magic the Gathering stan, oh, yeah. check that out. For sure. Uh, all right. See you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Can you help me, please? 
I need to seize the cheese To win the golden mic is what I want Jake is on a streak A golden mic each week He's chuffed in cheese but every time he flaunts Sometimes Jake gives himself the mic And even though I try and try I'm just a chipmunk man With a turdy in my hand Am I a golden boy or am I shit? I hit all of my nuts Inside my chipmunk butt because I've had enough turdies in my life Jake is called the pinch He is a diva bitch He wins each week while Tucker's fucking his wife I know that if I ask for it Jake will award me a trophy shit I guess I'll go to hell you can call me a Mishmuel Am I a golden boy or am I shit? So Dreaming I'm in control And I got a golden mind a HeadGum original.